Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. It is July 1st, 2020, NXT's Great American Bash, AEW Fighter Fest. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar. Matt Morgan will be along here pretty soon. He's in route. He's on his way. Soonish. We got some news stories. We got some stuff to get to before we hop into these tonight. Uh, High-level thoughts on uh, both shows tonight, Justin. I thought it was pretty dead even for the most part. Um... Going into tonight on paper, I thought NXT looked better on paper for night one of each of their dueling premium shows, events. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think main event-wise, I think is where they separated, and I think NXT took the lead there. I, I just think, I'm not sure, and we'll, I know we'll get into the, into the weeds with both of these. I just, the decision for AEW to put the tag match as the main event. I, I know, I, I mean, I know that like, both teams are like, especially Hangman and, and and Kenny. They're 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 a draw, and it's you know. But I just are they're a big they're a, a, a big attraction for EW. I'll say that. Um, I don't know. I just felt like maybe put the title match with Jake and Cody in the main event. I don't know. I just I, I was just like when you put that up against the Banks and, and EO, and you know that's what's going to be the main event for NXT for night one is Banks and EO. Um, I don't know. Just really shocked by. by I it. thought, and I'd heard some rumors. Maybe AEW had a surprise in store for tonight or something big was going to happen. Um, it just, it did not feel big at the end of the show. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess then again, um, I, I don't know if Mox and cage was initially going to be on night one in the first place. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I thought it was going to be night two regardless. Um, obviously that's been pushed as we'll address, but, uh, yeah, I don't, know. I just, I just think when main events, NXT just pulled away. And, um, but I, I do think that it will be, uh, and I don't think the tag match for AEW is bad. I just again side by side, I, but I, I I don't think it's going to be a a very wide margin. I'm going to predict NXT is going to get the victory in the viewership when we talk about it Friday, but I don't think it'll be by a large margin. I think it's pretty even. Yeah, uh, I think it'll be interesting. Um, so there's a rumor about SummerSlam. Yeah, just uh, some more chatter and talk. Uh, this one's coming from at uh, WrestleVotes. Uh, that's this is a Twitter account that has definitely become a, a Trusted WWE insiders has 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 hit many more than it's missed. Um, so we always take note when the when when a 
piece of news comes reported from this Twitter account. And uh, Russell Votes is saying that uh, WWE is, uh, quote, very much unsure about where SummerSlam will be held. Now, SummerSlam uh, pre-pandemic was scheduled to be uh, in Boston at the TD Garden. Uh, we know that that's likely not going to happen uh, on August 23rd in Boston. Uh, I believe Boston had decided back in, I think, even as, as early as April that um, no events would be going on at least through August, like September at the earliest, so um, uh, events of, of, of this nature. So, you know, it's likely not going to be in Boston. Uh, so then, uh, you know, the, the report goes on to say that, you know, um, a couple weeks ago it was noted, you know, that uh, to Russell votes that WWE was certain they would find a way to get SummerSlam with an audience. Now with the recent issues they've had uh, with, with with positive tests, just the PC, they're not so sure about that. Um, WWE officials really don't want to hold SummerSlam at the Performance Center, um, but obviously that option is always going to be there. It's always going to be their fallback. Um, but uh, but it, uh, the decisions may uh, decision is described, excuse me, as not yet imminent in the report. So uh, so basically they want to do it in front of fans. Probably won't, be, you know, but they don't want to do it at the PC, which I don't blame them. I mean, they had to do WrestleMania at the PC because, you know, that was two weeks after this whole thing really uh, exploded here in the States, uh, the virus that is. Um, but I can definitely see with SummerSlam arguably being the second biggest show, Vince. If nothing else, not even necessarily for the crowd. I mean, even, even if he could find a place where he could get a 30% capacity, not even for the crowd so much, he'd probably still end up spending more money running the venue than he would making live gate money after all said and done. I think just to have a visual, just to have the show look bigger by being in a bigger set other than the PC or full sale would be something they're aiming for. Maybe they can find an outdoor venue, kind of like how what uh, AEW has been doing with, uh, with um, Daly's place. Maybe they can find an outdoor pavilion, which, you know, in theory outside is a little bit safer uh, and and it could potentially look bigger again than what, um, uh, than what, than what the week to week and month to month shows have been looking like in this pandemic situation. Well, we shall see. So Matt Morgan uh, standing by. I just saw him pop on backstage. He's testing something with his mic and be on in a moment to talk about Great American Bash, to talk about Fighter Fest. You know, speaking of the Great American Bash, 4th of July is right around the corner. And uh, Justin, do you know President Theodore Roosevelt's famous saying that he's perhaps best known for? No. Uh, speak softly and carry a big stick. And so perhaps some of you out there Perhaps you need to take it down a notch. And at the same time, take it up a notch if you catch my drift. You know, Theodore Roosevelt, uh, famous for being one of the Rough Riders. And if you could use some help to stop, drop, shut them down, and open up shop, Blue Chew has got you covered. Blue Chew made in the USA, first and foremost. So right there, 4th of July. What better way to celebrate your patriotism than with good old American old-fashioned science, innovation, and ingenuity? If you need to increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed, listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, the stuff that works, the science engineered to give you that boost where it counts. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you could be ready whenever that opportunity arises. And if you could benefit from that more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Now it's prescribed online by licensed physicians. So you don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to wait in line in the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. How easy is that? Again, made in the USA, they prepare and ship direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. No more awkwardness and you don't have to leave your house. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com, get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code WINC. You're just going to pay $5 shipping. They're going to send you like four or five of these bad boys uh, and a nice, attractive Blue Chew pouch and discreet outer brown wrapper packaging. Again, try it free. Go to bluechew.com, use our promo code WINC. 
It's a better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Remember, you support our sponsors. You help make this podcast possible. And uh, Justin, I don't know about you, but in the summertime, when when it's so warm outside, you know, think about all the good memories. No one talks about when you get old. Just it's too hot to do things. It's too hot for intimacy. And Blue Chew helps you get over that, get that performance, and make it happen. We thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. It's never too hot for intimacy, but I, I do get your drift. Blue Chew is a, an added advantage. So I will oh, thank I them for that. There are certain months out of the year where it's like, baby, I love you, but six feet distance. And you live in Northern California. We got the get... ocean breeze, the summer breeze, like the songs sing about. You think that would be perfect. So you think the summer breeze would make you feel fine. But no, sometimes it's so hot. Blue Chew makes it hotter in a good way. Speaking of uh, making it hotter in a good way, uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, nice ball cap. Thanks. Uh, I'm telling Matt, we are ready for you. Um, I have an interesting theory about tonight's show. Okay. About both shows tonight. Okay. Both shows tonight showed us how uh, meaningless trivial and arbitrary the concept of a pay-per-view is how, how do you mean like i mean i, I know tonight's shows are, are both like a two-part yeah, pay-per-view just view. do it on free tv make an event out of it this idea it's all on the network now anyhow they're not making money ratings i think count more than network subscriptions certainly more than pay-per-view buys on cable systems if well, ratings are key why not make every show not every show an event but why not really use these buildups to get people to tune in and do something special. Well, I, I think you're going to see more of these kind of like, I, I, I have like, I kind of say it like clash of the champions. Cause that was, that was like, always like a premium event that was on free TV for WCW. I think you'll see this as a regular thing on Wednesday nights because, um, you know, because you have two companies head to head, I think pay-per-view is still important, especially for AEW because their pay-per-views are like 50 bucks a pop. And, and, and that, that's some, you know, they don't have a network. So, you know, um, I think they still want to make sure they preserve some prestige for what their pay-per-views are. But uh, yeah, and you need you need content on the WWE network. I mean, you know, WWE, you know, WWE's given more and more. So they have a free tier now for the network. You got to have some 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 content for those that are actually paying for the network. Um, so you know, that still brings the value of pay-per-view for WWE and NXT brands. Scoot over, Justin. <laughs> Getting too close to Matt. Keep your social distance. Yeah, brother. What do you think tonight, Matt? Both shows and how they compare to a traditional pay-per-view model. I liked them. I did. Yeah. I like. I liked. I liked it tonight. I thought it was good. I thought both shows were really good. Uh, we were talking. Hey, can you guys? Can you hear me? Okay, or no? Yeah, we can. So you're getting your mic's running a little, uh, rubbing a little on your collar, maybe, or the cords hitting your collar a little bit. But aside from that, you're loud and clear. I think it's just maybe the cord rubbing against your shirt. How about now? That's that's great. Perfect. I'm just gonna hold my hand like this. That's okay. cool. Because that's that's I have time to do that. You're like Bob Dole. Always with the hand. <laughs> <laughs> just if for those listening in audio only, Matt just shaking his head, just in disbelief at my comments. Can we talk? Uh, can we more importantly talk about the thing on everybody's mind watching the show right now? That's how well I know these viewers and listeners. And that is the baby, the baby face assassin, Glenn Rubenstein. <laughs> What's up? Look at Glenn. Look at that hat. Pinchy cheeks. I want to pinch your cheeks so bad right now, Glenn. 
growing up was a living hell, especially oh like my God. older Jewish women. Oh, they, cause they they have no shame. Oh, they my were older pitched. Jewish relatives. See, yeah. They just go for it. I remember. I, listen, you belong in a Campbell soup can. Like, <laughs> like, like that. Look at you. It was really warm today. I said the other night I had a date with the manscaped lawnmower and it uh, feels, it feels good. It feels liberating that. You shaved your head, didn't you? I did end up shaving my head. It, there was a mohawk. There was a mohawk off. for like a hot minute, and then my wife was like, "I don't know how I feel about that." And I was like, "I don't either. I'm just going to shave it off." Yeah, yeah. It grows <laughs> fast. It'll, it'll. Yeah, it does. It'll your be hair here. crazy fast. Yeah, it'll be back before we know it. But uh, <sighs> and I don't oh, care how NXT, much. Oh, NXT. That's what you were going to say. No, I was just putting it out there. <laughs> I just want to remind the audience of one thing. I don't see a dime of the super chat money. So no much yeah. no matter how much you toss in the super chat tonight, that all goes yes. to Raj. You're not getting me to take uh, this hat off. Oh, super chatters, you're so smart though. I would have I would have done the same thing if I was them. I would have yeah. tried to goad you into it with that too. And I'm but just I'm laying this as a disclaimer. That is a very good point. We do not see a penny of this. Raj <laughs> right now is going, yeah, you do. How do you think you guys get paid? <laughs> What I mean to say is I don't get anything extra as a result right. of that. Yes, Raj right. generously pays us all for doing this podcast. Super Chats or sponsors or not, credit to him for that. But I'm just letting you know I can't be bribed to do this. <laughs> um, that is the key. So let's talk tonight. What should we talk about first? I feel like uh, I enjoyed NXT more, I got to be honest. Then let's do NXT first for a change. The Great American Bash <coughs> tonight starting hot. Fatal four-way number one contenders elimination match. Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai versus Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae uh, for a new number one contender to challenge Io Shirai for the NXT women's title. And this was a crazy, like, good match. Got a lot of time. Um, yeah. And I was surprised Tegan Knox got the win and is going to challenge. I, can you hear me? I yeah. like that. I like this. I truly, truly liked. I love Tegan Knox. Happy to see her where she belongs. Am I? Am I she's in my top four. People are like yeah. you change your top four all the time, Matt. No, I do not. <laughs> um, I saw, remember Booker used to do that with his like what was it top yeah. five or fade five fade five, and he would change it like literally every week. Um, no, but Tegan Knox is. I think she's a star. So I, I like this. I do. I think this is this is a great match. What a great way to kick the show off! Holy crap! And Candice LeRae. I, mm, I need her to be a baby face. She is such a good baby face. Yeah. And I like that they're setting this up and using uh, spinning off of this match tonight. We're going to have Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim next week. So that means we'll get some good mixed tags, I'm guessing, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would think so. Um, think, think about it. They have a big responsibility. I, I'm not just trying to like put this, this added burden on their shoulders. But they could be the first to really make mixed tag actually mean something. Think about it. These are real couples, right? They're really together. Um, I, I don't know. I, I always thought mixed tags were cool. I had a lot of fun. I had a tag with Mickey James. Oh. A couple of house shows. Yeah. And it was it was fun as hell because we're good friends in real life. And we were against Pope and I think Angelina Love. And mm -hmm. we're all four really good friends. And we were able to do some funny but really cool spots i took mickey james and put her on my shoulders and like walked out like big sal from ecw style and i walked her out to the middle of the range to splash on pope and it was fun it, you could do some more creative things together if it's done well though 
Yeah, and uh, it's ironic you say that, Matt, because you know a year or two ago when WWE tried that whole Facebook thing where they tried to do that mixed right. match challenge, and it was all like uh, it was a lot of it was random. Yeah. I, like I didn't know why when you have so many couples that are public about being together, yes. why would you not capitalize on it? So yeah, now it's kind of organically. And, and I think you'll pull in a, the, everybody's wives that have to be stuck in the background watching the show. I'm like, Ugh, it's, uh, is it nine o'clock on Monday? Crap. Now, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The ones that don't really watch usually may start watching. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, and, and this match was fun. Uh, I like those elimination. You don't always see Fatal 4 eliminations. Uh, it was good, really good. I, you know, as I said uh, just before Matt came on, I thought both of these shows were, you know, NXT looked better on paper. Both shows were pretty tight, but I think it pulled NXT pulled away in the main event. I think NXT perfectly bookended it. They started this their show yes. perfectly, and they ended yes. it perfectly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, this just put front and center the main strength of NXT, which is that women's division. And I think showing these talents was such a smart move. And I think it again, contrasted with AEW, AEW will talk about their women's match tonight. It was good, but mm -hmm. their division, even with Brit and the stuff she's doing out of the ring, like just not, not nearly as good as what NXT has going on. NXT, let's to be fair, has the best women's division and storylines for the women. Then I'm sorry, raw SmackDown, anything we've mm -hmm. seen. Oh, what are you talking about, Matt? Don't you remember leader trash? Okay, that's one. That's one storyline. <laughs> There's one that's story. One, that's one angle or one match. Yeah. The NXT women and girls, you could freaking just, it goes on and on. That, that is such a deep roster. I am sorry. So to compare AEW, which is a newer company, to the best female division of all time, we can't do that. Well, but they're head to head. Competition, all right. man. All right. Steve Marcuccielli, Buck 99, <laughs> SummerSlam in Ryder Park, asking for a friend. Yeah, Steven, uh, yeah. yeah. We got Steven, some good that's, Steve, Steven, that's why I got to be elected county commissioner. So we have <laughs> more parks to be able to, I don't know, say the same thing about, but yeah, they're never going to come. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. I think uh, all bets are off at this point. Um, so, yeah, that was a hell of an opener. Um, Justin, you dug the match? Good, Good start? Oh, it was a great, yeah, great start, great match, absolutely. Then why did they follow this with Timothy Thatcher versus Oni Larkin? Why? Because that is where, you, if you're going to put your snooze match out somewhere, yeah. your popcorn match, second, put it in right after that. Really, really, you know, great action, great paced uh, opener. You know, yeah, this is where you stick them. Although I think it's just inviting people to say, hey, I'm going to flip on AEW and see what they got going on right now. They got to do it at some point if that's the yeah. match you all booked. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, not, nothing against these guys, right? Like, they're both good in the ring. Uh, they're, you know, they're both talented. It's just, I just don't. You need more. You know, yeah. just, you can't just be a good wrestler. You have to have more. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. I mean, I think about this now. It's like, even with characters, like there has to be more defining your character. You have to have a more unique look. There has to be something. Um, oh, yeah. I think back with comic books, I remember there were a lot of um, comics back in the day where I was like, ah, oh, this guy just looks like an average, average club. Oh, off the cover. I would judge yeah. it off the cover. I swear I would. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so after that, we had the two-on-one handicap match. Or we did uh, get a vignette first for Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Um, so yeah, really, really building oh. that up, saying his eyes are focused on the NXT North American champion, Keith Lee, the NXT champion, Adam Cole, ahead of next week's winner-take-all match. And then the two-on-one handicap match, Robert Stone and Aaliyah versus Rhea Ripley tonight, with Rhea Ripley getting a win, uh, both of them tapping out at the same time. 
right, I'm going to invoke my inner Glenn. Oh, Robert Stone. Um, I feel terrible for him. He is so good. I can't be the only wrestling fan out there that thinks Robbie E is a very good wrestler and entertaining. Um, but this is, is he never going to be a wrestler then? Because this sure doesn't help his case. Yeah, when he's selling the way that he is, uh, the offense from Rhea Ripley, uh, it certainly that doesn't, you can't, that, that kind of sets your pace that forever on your career now at NXT, you're going to be a comedy guy. Um, right. You know, some of, the, some of the comedy was entertaining. I thought this match overall, yeah. though, was too long. Too long. Way too long. Um, but I'm happy he's getting an opportunity. He's worked really hard to get to the dance. Um, but the guy's got a six pack abs. He's always in great shape. He's a good-looking guy. He's a great promo, and he could go in the ring. And 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 uh, yeah, man, I'm glad you brought up his his look. This would almost work better. Like, I mean, Robbie's very funny naturally, but this almost would work better if, for the first time, we see him, you know, out of his suit and his character. If he had like a beer belly and was way out of shape, right? But the fact that he takes his robe off and the dude is in phenomenal shape. He's tan. He looks like a million bucks. It's like, well. I mean, am I going to yeah. buy that he's going to get his ass kicked here? And amongst the NXT roster, they're going, he's not, like, diminutive. Like, like he fits right in, quite frankly. Yeah. Although, hey, hey, really quick in the chat room. Hmm. Uh, if you guys want to see something funny, Robbie E. and myself, go to, uh, on YouTube, Matt Morgan, uh, Robbie E's The List. That was funny oh, yeah. to do. And that was impossible for me not to really shoot, start laughing. I was biting my own tongue to stop doing it during it. it really, he's, he's funny. No, and I like this character. I thought um, with this, look, it's good. Rhea's getting something that's good. Leah got yes. something that's good. Uh, Robert Stone got something. I mean, yeah, I think that um, yes. if Rhea's not going to be in the title picture for a while, they've got to give her cool. meaningful TV and, time. And, and, and that's the other part of this that I did like. At least Rhea looks the way she should be looking, which is a freaking monster badass. Yeah. The chat room is trying some interesting exercises in reverse psychology right now. Let me hear. Well, no, I mean, so some saying like, oh, the haircut must have been bad. And it's like, no, let me tell you how good the manscape work. You see, see, see this lack of hair on my face. Just imagine yeah. that, but all over. That's uh, what I got going on. People are like, oh, you messed up. No, I didn't mess it up. I did what I intended to do. And we're going to we're gonna build to the big finish. And, folks, we're going to get Glenn to take that hat off. That is going to be the you big finish. You don't want to leave the show, folks. And you want to tell your friends to jump on while you can. Yeah, <laughs> We're going to get to it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Look like Egghead from Batman, the 1960s series. Uh, <laughs> good times. Uh, no, it's just funny to see. You know, like again, don't like seriously. This isn't reverse psychology on my part. Don't with the super chats because I'm just not not going there. Not doing that. You can super chat about other stuff, just not about that. Um, Roderick Strong versus Dexter Loomis. As much as I've crapped on Undisputed Era before. Um, I think Roderick Strong is becoming a star through this angle and giving him like some real phobia and challenges to overcome separate from the group. Yeah, it's something. I agree. It's something as far as the character development goes. Yes, you're right. Okay. Yeah, there's something more to him being just one of the three generic guys behind Adam Cole. He's the guy who's having to overcome. Yeah, you know, he's spooked out by Dexter Loomis. I like strap matches, oddly enough. And I know this isn't like, you know, there wasn't the traditional strap match where you have to like touch all four corners. It was just all about tethering 
uh, Roddy to you know the man he's so afraid of. And I thought they played it off really well. I enjoyed this. I, I have a weird thing about strap matches. It's a gimmick. There's some gimmicks I hate. There's some gimmicks I really take a shine to. And this was one of them. I thought this was good. It, it because, but you may not like them in the past, and you, and you take a shine to this one was because they, were, like you said, they told a good story. They needed to do this match. It was the only, you know what I mean? It, it, it yeah. worked within the story, and they do that when certain bookers to remain nameless um, took over. They would just throw gimmicks out there just for the sake of doing it. Gimmick matches when gimmick matches were invented to build to get there, like a cage match, for instance. That there's somebody who's terrified of somebody else, or somebody that keeps escaping and getting the champion keeps getting counted out on purpose, but retaining his title, for instance. Oh, we got to put him in a cage match. Um, you build to these things, and they mean so much more instead of just giving them away for free for no rhyme or reason. Yeah, and, and you're right. The other, the other gimmick that gets more commonly used as cage when you want to tether somebody and trap somebody they go to the cage but i like strap matches because it's the same idea of keeping them within a certain distance of each other but they can go outside the ring they can do more things they're not limited to just the confines of the 20 by 20 or 18 by 18 of a ring so these guys went to the car they went and they popped the trunk open they fought on the stage fought outside had some cool spots outside this was just i thought it was a really well done match i'm i'm dexter loomis is growing on me each week yeah uh, as i, I hated him. him at first you know i like him personally but I, I, I did like it tonight. So, yeah, I think uh, I think they're onto something with this feud. Um, I think Roderick Strong and um, yeah, I think Undisputed Era is going to be okay without Adam Cole. I think having Roderick and Bobby helping them in this, um, yeah, I dug it. I'm turning a quarter on Undisputed Era. Uh, we got. Johnny Gargano backstage with Candice LeRae. Candice was fighting with uh, Mia Yim. Johnny had words with Isaiah Swerve Scott. Shawn Michaels broke up the action, and the argument continued. Uh, oh, uh, Santos Escobar, Raul Mendoza, and Joaquin Wild. Uh, this promo. So they were talking about Lucha Libre culture. I used to rule the ring. They used to be something, and this historic tradition was turning into a sideshow. Matt, it's like they're it's like they're listening to the podcast. It is almost like they are. Yes. Um, so they're talking about restoring honor to the Lucha legacy. I, I really like this. I thought it was interesting um, that Drake came out there and Drake backed by Brazongo. That is a pairing that I did not know I wanted until tonight. Oh, it makes so much sense, doesn't it? Drake would be is perfect. Perfect. If there was a third member of like Fashion Police, I'm telling you, Drake would he'll steal the show from him. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, they're going to be competing next week and night two of the bash and I'm look I'm really hoping that they all get one entrance together that Drake comes out and does an entrance choreographed with them together. I hope it's not as two separate entrances. Yeah, seriously. Uh human pyramid. I think that's what needs to happen. Okay. Something. This could be fun. This could be really good. Oh, the promos and vi- not vignettes. Their promos backstage could be awesome. Awesome. I mean <sighs> This Drake has, still has momentum. Um, I mean, Fandango's always a fan favorite. Uh, same with Breeze. So is the Fashion Police with Drake. I think this could just be fantastic. Um, Grimes cutting a promo, uh, responding to a challenge from Damian Priest from earlier in the show. Uh, how's Grime time working out for you, Matt? I like it. It's cool. What, the saying? Or what do you mean? Yeah, just the... the He's rhyming. The sh- He's rhyming as he does all of his promos and... I don't mind that. That's something. Yeah. He said he's still finding himself. He's got to get. He's got to get these out. Yeah, 
Yeah, it makes him stand out because otherwise he's just he's just this like what is he? Is he the like this a cow? May not be, and this may not be where he gets stuck at. You know what I mean, Justin? This may be his stuttering before he figures out he's the blue. You know, you don't know. Yeah, no, he's but he's evolving. It's better than him just being just the generic yes. guy who's kind of a cowboy, kind of not. So yeah, I watched that promo and like literally the first couple se- seconds of the promo, I was like, what is this? And then he's doing more rhyming. I'm like, well, and I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, it's something. It's at least it's I can de- at least I can define him. And right. have him stand out in some some way. You're so. explaining them to your wife who never watches a show. I'm like, oh, he's the guy that. Oh, this is the guy that rhymes. Yeah. So, then we had the main event. God, the show flew by tonight. Uh, before that, though, we did, there was a quick uh, vignette coming soon from Mercedes Martinez. I think they're kind of giving her yeah, a rematch. Yeah, yeah. I love her. I love her. I'm so excited for her. So, so you talk about pay your dues. Oh my God, she has paid enough for five. Uh, wrestlers do seriously i'm excited for her yeah i mean talk about stack adding to a stack division i think um she's gonna make it much better do you remember she stood out in that first may young i'm sorry to me she was such a standout in that no absolutely um and i think there's just so much that they could do with her i'm just man they they need i mean it says again again they need a women's show my top four is like honestly like i feel like the top 12 it's crazy. It's just so, every woman just on are. NXT. Is there any woman in the NXT? That I don't. Yeah, that you I don't. don't I don't know. For? No. Um, for a while there was Gonzalez, but now she's got me too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not that dim like it. She just was, eh, you know. But now, no. <laughs> it, it, it's an incredible thing, as we were just talking about this with Grimes. Nearly every, at least every woman that's on TV consistently for NXT. Definitive. stands out by something yeah. there's something again you can say to your buddy or say to your wife or husband or whoever and say that's so and so she does this we, we, i think you think you're on this with us maybe not but me and glenn were talking about yeah i think you were with even the hair the hair color i know it sounds crazy yeah. but like they all have for the most part definitive looks definitive hair color like loud colors right um a lot of them and their ring attire and um their attitude like, like you can totally distinct. You can tell which one's which. Yeah. Whereas in years past, if you remember, you couldn't. When you watched Monday Night Raw, it was yeah. just like a, 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 a an overload of of blonde ladies or every and a, and a few brunettes, right? Like that's that's the way it was. If you didn't follow the show and know who everybody was, and again, I used the wife walking into the room to watch the show as my analogy. And my wife would say things like that. Oh, they got another blonde. Shocker. You know, <laughs> yeah. be, be a little hater from the sidelines saying things like that back in the day. But today, you know them all. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's and that's what made Lita stand out so much. Aside yes. from her, aside from her yes. athleticism, she was the only one that had red hair, a giant tattoo, and part of her wardrobe was her thong sticking out. Those were three distinct things that nobody and, else was doing. And when she walked out, she walked like she was a badass. Yeah. Oh, she had swagger from day one. Swag, that's the word I was looking yeah. for, yeah. Old poor S.A. Rios. Oh, <laughs> oh S.A. Rios. <laughs> <laughs> of, of all my like weird cliche things I do, Matt, that's the one that amuses you the most. I love it because it is your transition piece. That is your transitional phrase. Glenn, I have a challenge right now. Yeah. You and I in a hat off. On, on three. Look, no. Okay. And let me just say something here. Wow, I'm seeing sir. like some of the comments the chat room is making and no, I'm not taking the hat off. Like if they're going to make mean comments about my baby face, 
this, this charming face. And, you know, Aww. yes, I know I look like powder in the hat. I remember the movie. I've seen it too. That's not an original comment. I'm just saying, like, don't think I'm going to give you more fuel to the fire, people. There you go. How about take it off for three seconds and they have to screen grab it as fast as they can in three seconds? I'm, I'll delete this podcast off every platform. <laughs> so like, they, that'll be a lot. There will be 300 screen captures like that. Are you kidding me? These fans and I'm, I'm not, it's not even that I'm embarrassed by it. It's just for me, it's just, it's different. Like, I'm not, let me put it this way. I'm, I'm not used to looking at myself yeah. yet. If I didn't have my own photo on screen here, like, but if I was looking at it right now, that's all I'd be staring at. I'd be like, I'm just not used to it. Like, I'm just, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah, it's that's fun. all it is. I mean, whatever. I don't care. Busting your balls. Yeah. But stay tuned for the whole show, folks. Because we're <laughs> going to do a humongous <laughs> unveiling. You don't want to miss it. I'm going to get a text from Raj. You're like, dude, why aren't you taking off the hat? <laughs> this is like this is like Kane unmasking. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> Terrible. Take that back. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, good lord. This is this is what I choose how I choose to start my holiday weekend. The bar bully. The bar bully. There you go. Speaking of which, today on uh, the Wrestling Inc. Daily, Nick Hausman referred uh to my fans. He called and he called himself Labar Flies. Like oh, that's good. Ooh, Love. tell What's him what? I said that's money. That's which one's better? Too. Is that one better than the Barbarians? Okay, it's not better, but it's pretty good. I couldn't come up with something better than that. Okay. Tell him I said good stuff. <laughs> that was pretty creative. I'll see which one I want to put on a t-shirt. I don't know. Both? What are you doing? Two t-shirts. Two t-shirts? Have an entire line. (laughs) Well, I already I have four shirts, uh, and two two of them you can get at Pro Wrestling Tees. But I I need to do new ones. Wait, what? Time out. What? I have my uh, shirt that has my reality uh, check for the podcast with American Flag and Reality Check. I have the uh, Book of Reality. uh, uh, I have that one. I have a couple different shirts with the reality check deal for it. They, they, they so I sold them at the indie shows, and I figured well, I might as well put them online on Pro Wrestling Tees. <laughs> what happened to the business that I grew up in, loved, worked my ass off to get into? Everyone just gets a T-shirt. I don't know, Matt. I mean, you wrestled for years, you know, blood, sweat, and, and tears into this business. I got my first T-shirt, yeah. a TNA, but still, my very first T-shirt, it was a big accomplishment in my head. For like yeah. a minute, but it, it was something. Now you, I guess that's cool though for fans because indie wrestling is much bigger than it ever was. That's true. So for that reason, it's cool. You can have your own cult favorite wrestler and actually go get their shirt. That's pretty cool. Oh, I mean, you did that. You paid your dues. You know, now you're hosting a podcast. Justin, you've been working in broadcasting, coming up in wrestling media, and doing this. I mean, me, I was just placing ads on this podcast, and I made Raj laugh on the phone one day. Next thing you know, I'm hosting really? this show. Well, Seriously? more or less, yeah. <laughs> You made yeah, him was, giggle. You made I was, him sn- I was, I mean, it's because I could. I, I think I've told this before. It's been four years now. So I placed ads on this podcast back when the prior host and prior crew was doing the show, and then there was a transition and a change. That I think David Bixenspan was doing it for a while. And I was just talking to Raj. I think the first time we ever chatted about placing some ads on the show. And I brought up something about wrestling. I was making a story about the Becky Lynch, uh, Becky Lynch last kicker shirt. And I was like, yeah, I can't wear this outside the house. And he was like, hey, do you want to be a guest on the show? And then I was a guest. And then five minutes after it ended, I said to my wife, I think they're going to ask me to host the podcast. And boom, the email arrived. Uh, and I started hosting the show. Now, I think I think Raj is that desperate to always have somebody <laughs> to place him. So he doesn't have to do it. It's true. It's his he, dream now. He will ask anybody to fill in for him so he doesn't have to do it. You know I'm right, Raj. 
<laughs> and that's not an indictment on you, Glenn, because you're the, oh, the one of, of the three of us here. I mean, I have hosted well, podcasts before. Me. I have hosted podcasts before. It wasn't like I just... This wasn't like a Dolly Parton straight talk situation. I mean, she was just applying for a job as a receptionist. Next thing you know, walks in the wrong studio, starts answering phone calls. Then she's like the hottest rated uh, advice host, giving out advice and helping people with their problems. And what was it, Chicago? I've only seen Straight Talk once. Fought, fell in love with James Woods. Oh, my God. It's a hell of a movie. Dolly Next. Parton. Next. Uh, wait, was that yeah. where the, wait, was that where the 9 to 5 song came from? Because she had a no, right for the movie? No, 9 to 5 came from the movie 9 to 5, Justin. Close. Right there. On the, have you seen 9 to 5? Uh, I've seen bits of it, and then I watched a Dolly Parton documentary a few weeks ago to remind me of it. Nine to Five is a great film. Like, mm-hmm. and Dabney Coleman is like hilarious in it. Um, Leonce Duncan, EO, Oscar versus Bailey Banks on week two. Probably. I think they're already pretty packed for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nelson Buck 99. Glenn is every heel after they lose a hair match. See, there you go. That's where it's at. Uh, what else do we got here in the chat? Glenn, uh, you should wear a wig. You should wear like a funny I, wig. I thought about I, like th- in the last hour while I was watching the show, I was like, okay, so here are my options. I was like, got a cowboy hat uh, that I wear when I go to like outside. I don't know. It's not a style thing. It's just good for blocking the sun. I've got like a bucket hat. I've got like a weird like pork pie. Like I could be, you know, playing trumpet in a ska band hat. Like I've got that, and I was like, no, that looks too weird on me. I've got a do rag. Uh, oh my god! Been oh, go get the do rag, please. Uh, no, no, please. no, 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 no. You quoted please. Rough Riders. You quoted Rough Riders in a in a in a, in a, in a Bluetooth ad. Raj, I know you're watching somehow. Raj, I will do this show for free if if Glenn puts on a do rag. Raj, Raj, I will, I will send all my money to whatever charity you want to. My, my, Anyhow. My so Raj, I, will, I, will, I will not do the show for free, but it would still be really funny if you make Glenn put the do-rag on. Please, Glenn. make me do anything. This I'm is amazing. why, you I'm know. Asking. I'm begging. Look at my hands. I said to my wife, I said, I should, I should call in sick for the podcast because this is going to be a distraction. I'm going to distract everyone tonight. Oh, well. With guess this beautiful what? baby face, no, with the moneymaker. No. no, guess what? You've given me energy to talk on the podcast now energy. is what you've done. So, Please wear Tupac style too. Wear like the reverse one. I am not wearing that. That is not happening. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't ask for anything. Oh, there we go. Antoine Fair. Glenn is rocking the Kana mask cut under the hat. It is, it is, it is that bald. It's not that. Here's what it is also. You're incredibly pale right now. I'm so incredibly not outside. Pale. That's not helping your situation. That's not, not at how all. you're going to look once, once you get the stubble coming back more you'll see yes maybe friday friday or next monday I, dude i freaked it. when i shaved my full my whole yeah. head in college i free i did not like it it took me like two or three days and i got used to it glenn uh, you could Mark be Chimney. related to king kong bundy with a new look gee steve with friends like you who needs enemy that's terrible no he does not no he does not uh there we go is avery leon saying do a three-part podcast building to the unveiling <laughs> that's good example. see there we go. And only one saying I have an adorable baby face called the bracelet. So there you go. I said it. See, Matt, finally something appropriate to call adorable on this podcast. I said it at the beginning. <laughs> so let's talk about this main event. I don't want to step cheeks. on this. All right, Pinchy Cheeks, let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go get the hair out of the trash can and just glue it back on. Because <laughs> 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 I think this was a mistake. 
to go this to go this bald. You can't um, come on. Yeah, guys. Right, yes, Keith Robinson, nine ninety nine. What? Just want to say thank you for the amazing entertainment that helps me and others during the very strange time. Hope someday That's there's awesome. meet and greet to thank you in person. Thank you so much, Keith. We appreciate it. Keith, I so badly we were looking forward to meeting everybody at Tampa. Oh, you it's gonna no be great. Idea how much we were looking forward to that. So what, we will and, definitely be doing something again for sure. I will drag garage kicking and screaming. Three, we're definitely doing something now. Yes. Once once the world gets into a better place, we will definitely honor that meeting. Yes. Yes. And uh, Anthony, why I'm sorry I didn't see your super chat repost it. And uh, as long as it's not about my haircut, I will talk about it on screen. <laughs> oh, the chat room. You make this podcast worth doing. So the main there event. Transition, Scott. Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks. Uh, this... lengthy match. Bailey coming out with Sasha in a card. Bailey, I think, had a corgi with her. Um, yeah, Oscar showing up to uh to cause the interference that allowed uh Io to win. It was a non title win, but still, Io won over Sasha. And this was commercial free in the main event here tonight. This was awesome. Gotta give him credit. This was good. This was really good. This was a star making performance. I thought I didn't like. I liked. Well, the finish was man, but um, I would like to see them put her over strong. Yeah, stronger. This, yeah, good match. Yeah, commercial free. Thanks to Mountain <coughs> Dew. Uh, Mountain Dew made it uh, commercial free. Um, I was gonna say. Oh yeah, no. Mountain Dew sponsored the match, so that made it. They did. It went commercial <laughs> just, free. Just putting over Mountain Dew. Just, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Hey, I didn't have cares? to worry about. I didn't have to worry about a commercial. That's who cares. You dork. You're the dork, <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> Dude, you must have had a hard time in grammar school. If that's your comeback, brother. You're just reversing mirror image what people call you. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> go ahead. Shows shows of sponsors of other shows have nothing to do with this one. <laughs> Shout out or go ahead, continue. I just want to thank the council against vaping because I was I, I thinking want, about vaping. <laughs> I want to say Diet Pepsi. That was awesome. Uh, to, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Go ahead. Why'd you like the match, Justin? <laughs> Better yet, it, why do you like Mountain Dew? I don't drink your... Mountain Dew. It's bad for you. It's bad, it's bad for, for you. your teeth. It's bad for your insides, man. It can rip you up. It but it's you. good. Tons of energy. Mm. It is. Um, I, I always drink Mountain Dew uh, when I go to Taco Bell. I always want Mountain oh, Dew. Oh, yeah, same here. I am yeah. becoming such a fat ass. I'm doing it myself. 2 a.m. Taco Bell runs. My wife's oh, yeah. like, who are my sisters? And I'll drink Mountain Dew in the middle of the night. If I'm Taco Bell, Mountain Dew is yes. a part of that experience. I'm my, not joking. I just did this last week. Yeah. I went over two years without dark soda. And then just recently, I had a Dr. Pepper. And like, I, it's start, like I'm, I'm worried that I'm like slip back into dark soda because Dr. Pepper's good. Yeah, oh, good. Anthony Wide, this was this was nice, and I'm just apologize for missing this before you didn't have to pay again. He said, "Glenn Snapple, Rubenstein, Justin, two scoops, Labar in the blueprint, the Wednesday night triple ink." By the way, Taz fire shots to WWE test. WWE test. What do you mean? He did. He took shots at their COVID testing uh, in this promo yes. tonight. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. thirteen. It's right here. I finished the Snapple early on. I should go Lewis, get another Corona. Seriously, Lewis is like me because before I come on the air, um, they get me re like ready, to whatever, to, before I get to come on. And I'm always texting uh, uh, Glenn 
Ah, Glenn's got his sweet snap already. I see. Like yes. we all noticed every detail of this show. And you know what's weird? As as it's summer and we're doing longer podcasts. Like now, I'm just bringing two cups of water up every time we do this, and the snapple. Like, like more and more because I mean it's just getting warmer, and we go on with these podcasts. We're talking a lot. It just happens. Uh, Antoine Fair, uh, I appreciate the super chats. But no, yeah, I'd probably rather be seen bald than in a cowboy hat and a do-rag. Although together, that would be quite the look. I think I think Prison Mike ruined the do-rag. Go do it. Go make, come on, <laughs> wear both. You know, we've got other podcasts. This hair is not going to be grown back in for a while. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but I liked how they finished this tonight. I liked having Asuka yes. show up. I liked Asuka celebrating with EO after. Yes, um, good rub, good rub. This <laughs> felt like a big show. Yeah, and, and and one small detail that I liked at the very end, it's a very minor thing, but I I, I noticed it, I'm sure other people do. Asuka uh, spits the mist into Banks' face, and they did a good job with Banks with her hair covering it, and then Io covering Banks' face with her leg when she does a pin, so the referee cannot see the mist. Mm. And then after the three count, the ref then sees the mist, and he and, he, and the camera's on him. He's looking at Asuka, he's confused, he thinks something happened, but the match is already over. I know that might seem like something stupid, no. that I, but that's a very, very key Great thing. detail. Because it, logic would be, if he sees her face all of a sudden green, and he sees Asuka out there, he would stop. It's kind of like the, oh, you use the chair spot. So yes. very small, but WWE and NXT by proxy does a very good job, I think, with some of these details with the referees of, of just keeping logical continuity with things. Definitely. And again, this show was bookended. Again, we're well past having to say this uh, as, a, as a, uh, a step out, if you will, comment anymore, right? But it was bookended by really, made, uh, in my opinion, uh, uh, amazing women's wrestling, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's the norm now. It's not like a big of a deal anymore because they are so damn good and it happens so frequently. But uh, again, I, my wife noticed that for sure. She goes, damn, these girls keep getting better because she hasn't watched it in a while. And uh, she's like, these girls get keep getting better and better. And she goes, didn't this show start off with women? I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think they need their own show. I agree. And I think they know that this is their strength. I think they're looking at the ratings. They're looking at the competition. And they just know that, look, you can put – they can counter-program Adam Cole and Undisputed Era all day long. AEW can counter-program that. They can't counter-program the women. Not no, in the they can't. No, no, you're right. But, but ironic, as we transition into AEW – the the time where, where NXT puts in as we kind of say the second match sleeper with that Thatcher match, opposite it, opposite it was a, a women's match that I think exceeded expectations on AEW, which we'll get to here. In a yes, second. and that's how we have to judge uh, judge that. In my opinion, I agree. Um, and I think uh, give them their props because they are getting better. And if I were AEW, I would seriously be figuring it out. I would seriously be watching the TV and be like, well, they're doing a women's match now. So if we can make the timing of this lineup. Here's what they do. And this is where Awesome Kong not wrestling. I think Awesome Kong from the very beginning, there's so many different routes this company could have went with their women's division on who they were going to make their main acts. Do you guys know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I do feel Awesome Kong versus who? Give me a a Penelope Ford once she gets built up. Once she got built up a little bit, I'd say. They could have stole some viewers, I feel off of NXT women's match. Not that it would be better, but that it would definitely curiosity factor of seeing badass awesome Kong, right? Versus the proverbial baby face would be enough to pull some viewers away. Kong has obviously far more credibility. I think AEW is trying to uh, 
in her place. I think that's what they're trying for with Nyla Rose. Oh, definitely. You know? Oh my God, definitely. And not she definitely does it. It's just but she's still somewhat new to the yeah. mainstream fan that doesn't. Right. <sighs> but yeah, she plays a great, great uh, heel monster though. She does. Yeah. She's believable. Like she her promos when she's cursing and stuff like randomly. Like she's believable. So this was tough tonight because they did open with MJF on the mic, and for that, that commanded my attention. But once Same they went here. to the match, MJF and Wardlow versus Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, I mean, I thought this was actually a pretty so good match. This was a great way to kick off their show. And any yeah. other week, I, I'd be like, damn. Like, NXT, try to top that in the opener. NXT, yeah. in my opinion, they did, but not by much. And the only reason I say not by much is because what you just said, my attention did go over to the NXT TV when he was cutting his promo. Yeah. And NXT's match meant something. With this, there was no stakes in it. I mean, I actually was surprised Luchasaurus won. I really thought it was a foregone conclusion. This was going to be Wardlow's chance to have a meaningful victory. He beat him already, though. Didn't Wardlow beat yes. Luchasaurus? Oh, that's right. That's right. So 50-50 booking, our favorite well, thing. Well, the, I was not – first off, the, the match was fun. There's a lot of innovative offense that the, both teams did. I was not thrilled that Wardlow took the pin, even though he got the kick out at three, and they and he, he even like sat up and did like he did like the Undertaker sit up and screamed, and, and Luchasaurus had to knock him down again. But then I thought about it, and I was looking at social, and this is what makes sense. They obviously teased MJF and Wardlow even more so splitting of of they had that 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 miscommunication, and MJF has never been pinned or submitted in AEW, so I, it would make sense that that when they split and they finally have a match, if Wardlow's the one who finally can beat MJF in AEW, that would mean something. So I, I guess if they need somebody to take a pin again, I don't love Wardlow being it, but if they try to make it, they try to protect him as much as they could in the process of it. Yeah, that was very protected to be able to kick out on three. Uh, and MJF calling it a ratings war in that opening promo. Yeah, he did say that. That's right. Low ratings war. <laughs> Which is funny, right? Because this is the heated rivalry. This is what everyone's talking about. We don't, I mean, we talk about, uh, you know, Raw and SmackDown ratings in the context of that they keep going lower and lower. But it's crazy that with NXT versus AEW, they're fighting, you know, this battle. And the difference is so minuscule. It's like the average Seinfeld rerun does higher ratings than either yes, of these shows. It does. I will make a prediction though, based upon whatever flawed system I know we all discussed uh, last Friday. I do, like I said, I think it's going. I think NXT will win. I think it'll be by a narrow margin. I think both shows though will be in the eight hundred thousand of viewership. Okay. Hmm. Bold prediction. Uh Lowy, uh, Lowy, Janela, and Lance Archer. Uh, Lance Archer and Joey Janela brawling. The two are going to meet next week. Sunny Kiss and others kept them apart. And then Hikaru uh, Shida defending the championship against Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian uh, entering with her. Um, yeah, this match was, was really good. Yes, this was. This match was very good, actually. Um, like Justin said, exceeded expectations. But Penelope Ford is this freaking star, such a star. Yes, this this was one of her best matches, uh, and then yep. they got me a couple times. They got me on a few of the falsies. I thought Penelope was going to win a, a couple times. I, I really did. So uh, good here. And real quick, cheap plug to Wrestling Inc. We saw Lance Archer a minute ago, and with Jake, we have an awesome new exclusive interview that we did today with Jake the Snake Roberts. You can hear the full audio oh, nice. from our Wrestling Inc. Daily today, and it is 
it is emotions run amok. It is an awesome interview with Jake. Uh, so please go check that out if you're a Jake the Snake fan. Very cool. Um, what did you think uh, having Sheeta win this? I mean, we all figured yeah. this is what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Nothing. Penelope looked good, though. That's what we said. Yeah. Uh, oh, Cody versus Jake Hager for the AEW TNT Championship. Uh, and, of course, before that, we saw Taz breaking down Moxley's paradigm shift. Uh, quickly, I just want to say, I really liked how he broke down that that move is going to be a challenge because Brian Cage's upper body is so big. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Yes, I agree. That was a good call. Justin, yeah. I guarantee you pop for that, too. Justin's a big fan of, like, details and, and, and um, explaining realism and trying to add realism to these things. I agree. But um, I'm, I was not excited about this match. I just wasn't. I, lo- I love Cody Rhodes. He's so passionate. I believe everything he says on the microphone. I love the style he wrestles. I just, it's nothing against him. And I, I shouldn't say anything against you know Jack Swagger or Jake Hager either, but I just this match did nothing for me. Yeah, it kind of it came in under expectation. Um, I, had, I, I had low expectations to begin with, not because both can't work, but I just don't care. Hager hasn't been built up enough for me yet. And by the Which way, this is, is weird. Sorry. And by the way, this right. is a really this is a really shallow critique, but I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't know what the hell I mean, you know, this is supposed to be like kind of like a pay-per-view feel, and like pay-per-view feel guys and girls come out with their ring gear. They usually have like special ring gear, new ring gear. PPVs, check out my new PPVs, bro. That's what everyone used to <laughs> Really? Yeah. Hager looked like he was in the middle of getting dressed for his match, and they said, You're on now. He's wearing these blue compression. It, it literally, it looked like that's what he would wear underneath of his singlet. Like he, it looks so weird. I and I, yes. I don't know. Maybe I, I know somebody's probably no. like Labar. You're an idiot. What are you talking about? But it just no, whatever. Um, yeah, this match kind of came in under. You know, I, I again, I critique that what they decided to go with in the main event. On paper, I would have thought this would have been the main event. But yeah, yes. even this, even this was a little bit underwhelming. Uh, I will say that the finish was creative, uh, and Hager getting the MMA submission hole but his but his shoulders are pinned it's not a it's not the first time we've ever seen it but it, it is something like at least it, 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 it again it's trying to protect him while still holding the title on cody but the match overall yeah it was just it, it was not as big as i thought maybe this match would be uh the weird thing about hager is i mean here's a guy with legit mma wins when AEW started and he was i feel hyped so much early on it's like tonight i, I know they tried to protect it by having cody be out for uh, the pin with the finish, which we'll talk about in a second. But um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, it, it's weird that he's I think, destined to be like a mid Carter at this point. And maybe, actually, I don't know why. I mean, is it, he's I supposed, guess, he's supposed to be the muscle of the inner circle, but he doesn't feel like the muscle of the inner circle. No. And there's no, and there's no disrespect to him. He's not muscular. He's not, he's no. long and he's long and lanky. He's not like, what's it? Wardlow. To me, if you saw Hager by himself on, on just on TV, and then you saw by himself just Wardlow, Wardlow would feel bigger to you because and he's not taller than him. He's nowhere near taller than him, not even close. But no, you're right. H- Hager for being legit six four six five does not. Uh, it doesn't invoke that kind of size and presence with his for with whatever his reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with the inner circle, I feel that, as, I mean, Jericho is so overshadowing 
I mean, it is kind of the same as the undisputed era problem, right? It's like but, with the exception of Sammy no, Guevara. No, no, no. I, no, I because Jericho made him the most important he's felt in this show. Yeah, and, first and, introduced him. And Jericho has been able to elevate a guy like a Sammy Guevara, who is not a yes. big, is not no. no. I was gonna say Sammy's the exception. Yeah, Jer- Jericho's not overshadowing. Jer- Jericho ha- Jericho has done a lot to try to make the, yeah. those around him feel bigger and more important. Uh, but yeah, with everything that Matt said, Jake just doesn't hasn't that hasn't been bought in. I, and I would argue to say still, Jack Swagger is more impressive than Jake Hager. Like in terms of wh- what I can recall from each of them right now, that the yes. AEW Jake Hager just is not. Well, we the, the people was over, you know. Before that, when he was a champion, all American from Oklahoma. Yep. Like I, I like the real storyline when you have real all American athletes. You should be marketing that because not everybody can do that. The all American American was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Dustin D four ninety nine Ford versus Sheeta managed to make me bind to the possibility of a title change. Matt, how hard would you have to be to be hit to throw a kendo stick that high? Hang on, read this. Ford Rashida managed to make me buy in the possibility of a title chase. Now, how hard would you have to be hit to throw it? What does that even mean, the last question? Justin, explain that. Uh, I believe Kip Sabian came in, and uh, when he was hit, the kendo stick, I think, got tossed in the air. Oh, oh I remember yeah. Right. So. Um, it, no, he didn't really shoot throw that because that's how hard he got hit. Um. That was just overselling, obviously. But just so you know, when you get hit with those things, they sting like a bee. I was oh getting God. ready. I was getting ready to ask you. I'm glad you said this. I've only been hit with one once, and I've been hit with the chair. I will take the chair over the kendo stick every time. Seriously, seriously, dude. Kendo stick is is is. You can't compare it to a smack to the face because that doesn't even sting like this does. Kendo stick. So go back and watch Sandman versus Tommy Dreamer now. With what I'm telling you all, it stinks. Can I tell you the uh, Can I tell you the one time I've been hit with a kendo stick was by Sandman at a House of Hardcore yeah. show, and that Please. and I I was like, wow, never never first experience of that. Does not sound pleasant, no. not in the least. So the ending with this, Cody was in the triangle lock from Hager, uh, and the way he essentially collapsed onto Hager. Uh, the referee counted at Hager's shoulder. Hager's shoulders were on the mat, so Cody got the win via pinfall. Thought that was a clever way to do the ending. It was, but again, you're protecting a guy that they're not making into a monster enough to begin with. I don't even think he needed any protecting here. Honestly, Cody should have annihilated him. Quite frankly, in my opinion, until they're going to book him differently, Hager, and have him steamroll people. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. It's nothing. He's a shoot. He's, he's the only sh- real shoot tough guy in the actual, you know, well, in real life in that company. Well, you so know? let's so talk about, makes sense. let's talk about this for a second. Cause you got Hager, you got Wardlow. It seems like Archer the, is the first. Well, Luchasaurus but specifically with Hager and Wardlow to be like the big brawlers, like Ward, uh, uh, I think, uh, Archer is the only one they're really, Booking and now Brian Cage. It seems like Wardlow is just MJF's muscle still at this point. Um, and Hager is uh, part of the the backing band to the inner circle. It's just interesting because yeah. they were like, they were the pr- uh, prototypical guys for that role in AEW and they both been passed over. Well, Wardlow is about to be, he's about, to, he's right now not even on the precipice. He's still not, he's about to get on the precipice of superstardom, in my, in my opinion. Hmm. 
that's where they're going with him. You, I'm telling you right now, somebody to kick out on three is a very big deal. In all my years wrestling, I've not really seen that on any shows I've been booked at. I'm being dead serious. It's a, it's a rarity. And that means yeah. that they think very highly of him. And he's going to be a single breakout star, no question in my head. Yeah, yeah for, for fans who want a history, uh, you want to see somebody else who got to kick out at three? It was when the Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania Hogan. 6. Hogan yeah. got to kick out at three. There you go. Uh, someone in the chat room is asking, uh, yeah, uh, Jack Swagger did have a marijuana, something with marijuana. It was right before, it was right before Mania 29. Yeah. So there you have a wrestling enthusiast. Buck 99, why, why, asked, why did you asked, you could have Googled it yourself. Well, yeah, why did that come up? Did somebody ask us? Wrestling enthusiast asked. Uh, oh, I, missed, I missed that. Okay. So you could you could Google it or you could pay $1.99 and we'll answer your questions. Imagine that service. Remember, remember calling information, Matt? Remember, it used yeah. to be, I need a phone number. I'm going to call yes. up now. They're going to yes. look it up. Yes. Get my pen ready. Yeah. <laughs> and then the big, the big yes, the big next step was you could press the button. It would connect us. Remember? Yes. And remember, you got five free calls to information a month, five 411 calls a month. And after that, you had to pay every time. Glenn, do you remember, I don't know how it was for you, but and fans watching this, if you're our age, 43, 44, or whatever, mm -hmm. um, do you all remember, like, after you're done with your homework, like the biggest thing, at least where I lived in Connecticut, was to get on the phone and have all your buddies like on total phone. Like I'd have, I'd be having my best friend Yanni on with me. He would click over and call my friend Griffin. He would <laughs> click over and call his friend uh, uh, whomever, Ricky. Yeah. Um, and you guys would just sit there for hours and hours and run up your parents' phone bill. Oh, yes. For me, you want to talk the ultimate computer nerd thing is back in the day of BBS systems, you, you know, like war games, my computer would call another computer. And then I found sites where you could download like pirated games um, uh -huh. and things like that back in the day. But I remember having to make long distance calls to do that. And I think uh, the first time there was like a $300 phone bill, like uh -huh. my mom like locked uh -huh. up my modem. So I couldn't use that. Long distance used to be very expensive. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember before caller ID, what was a dialing star or something, something to find out oh, the last number that star, called star six, nine. The star six, nine. If you want to block your your call, you can do star six, seven. Yes. Ruined the prank call, Star 69. I remember the commercials. Uh, Dial down the middle, 10, 10, 10, 220. Like, whatever those commercials were for... How uh, were collect call collect calls must have been the biggest business. David Arquette was doing a commercial. Ed O'Neill was doing a commercial. Reginald Bell Johnson, who was yeah. Carl Winslow, did one. Like, how much... Now, remember, it would always be the collect call when I needed a ride. Like, give us... Calls collect. We won't accept the charges, but we'll know then to come pick you up. Or sometimes you do the collect call yeah. and you try and give your message really quick. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh my god, I remember that. That's how you get home from basketball practice. My dad would know to come again. Yeah. I swear to God. Kids these days don't know how don't know how good they got it. Yeah, one of them one of them kids these days don't know the art of having to remember a phone number. Yes. When I had my, <laughs> when I had my first cell phone, it was two dollars a minute to make a call on my cell phone. Wow. It was insane. I mean so before evenings and weekends were even a thing. We're old, Matt. We've lived through history. And Justin, you to a lesser extent. Um, <laughs> much, much, much lesser. <laughs> much, much. Yet, looking at the three of it, well, babyface over here doesn't count, but between Matt Morgan and Justin Labar, I think most people would say Justin looks older. He's a world-class athlete. I can't compete with that. <laughs> and what? I've got like my crazy vegan diet advantage just keeping me 
Fountain of Youth, young looking. <laughs> he's a world class athlete. As a mayor, I mean, he, he's an American gladiator. I'm a schlub with two kids, and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm talking wrestling, running a sports. I can't keep up with him. Give me a break. Blessed to have two kids. That's awesome. I am very blessed to have two kids. I have great kids, healthy kids. <laughs> Nelson Buck ninety nine. You have a collect call from mom. Come pick me up. Yes, <laughs> dude. That's it. <laughs> that's literally it. Good call, Nelson. Uh, Carl Lindbeck, how old is Glenn Matson in his late 30s? No, Matt and I are both uh, the same age, roughly. Ooh. We're both born in 76, but I'm a little older than Matt. And Raj is older than both of us. 44. So, Matt, you're going to be 44 September? September 10th. Yeah, September 10th. Um, so, this vignette from Darby Allen. Darby Allen is living his best life. Did you Not guys me. see him? Yes, he is. Did you guys see him do the backflip off the top of the uh, of the of the ramp and land yeah. on the skateboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I don't know. I got. I don't. That. Yes. I don't care if it took him twenty takes. It's just amazing he did it once at all. Yes. I think it's more amazing to do that move and fail, and then attempt that move again. Oh my god! Yes, I would never try it again. The first time I failed, like, all right, that's it. I'm done. I was really, you know, we talked about the movie Rad uh, a couple weeks ago on this podcast. I was really into my BMX bike and going to, the, I don't know what, I don't know what they called in your city, but mine was called the jumps. It was just a place where you could jump your bike in the city. Our, ours and was our, the track, the track, the track. And I remember the first time I went off a ramp, somebody built flew over the handlebars, broke my arm. That was the last time I went BMX biking. Like one time was enough for me to be like, no, I'm good. When my brother is not the same thing, but my brother got hit by a pitch in baseball and he broke his arm from it. He never went back to it again. Yeah. When you, when you're a kid and you break a body part and you're young enough and whatnot, it is so damn influential to make you just, all right, I'm never doing this again because that's what you're always going to associate it with. Yeah. It's the only time I've ever broken a bone and <coughs> it's uh, terrible. Uh, Orange Cassidy, man, fighter fest. Six months ago, Matt, if I would have said so, AEW is going to have this two-night pay-per-view thing, and the main event of it is going to be Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho, and they're going to build right. the hell out of this. People, you would have said, Glenn, you're smoking crack. Like, come on, really? I, I, I would have taken, I would have stolen the credit for it by saying that day when we made like Twitter explode about Orange Cassidy. If you remember, yes. we oh, did. there you go. We played a hand in that. I would totally take credit for it. So steal it. <laughs> It's all Matt Morgan. <laughs> it's all because of me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I loved him just out there sitting. Uh, I'm not even intimidating. Just sitting outside while Jericho, or sitting <laughs> to the side of the commentary while Jericho did commentary. This was great. Just him it being was. there. It was. He's got his stuff down. Whether you like it, you don't like it, he has got his character down pat. I watched some of his stuff on uh, AEW Dark. It was pretty funny, too. Oh, I got to I gotta read this. Yeah. Matt, sorry, have Justin, you... what do you got? Oh, real quick. Matt, have you ever, if not, I'll send it to you. Have you ever seen the clip of Orange Cassidy? I don't know what any promotion it was, but it's a clip where he, uh, him versus opponent and his opponent basically, oh, lull, lull, no, no, well, there's that one. His opponent lulls him to sleep and then has to try to beat him while keeping the entire arena quiet. I want to say yes. That's pretty good. There's one indie wrestling company that is hilarious to watch. Uh, I bet you that was the company. Yeah, it was. Seriously, there's one end. Anyways, sorry, go ahead, Glenn. No, Brian Bonnie, four ninety nine. I called the one nine hundred Nintendo support back in the eighties, where I could beat Zelda on the NES. Parents about killed me when they got the phone bill. Brian, <laughs> one thousand percent. Do I remember this? Yes, definitely. Yep. 
first it was the 976 numbers, then the 900 numbers. Then the 900, yep. Do you remember five times on, a, on an episode of Nitro, Gene Oakland, 1-900-909-9900 for the WCW hotline? Oh, yeah. They pumped that huge. They were making I a ton of money. It. I was in college. I don't have an excuse that I was young and impressionable. <laughs> I was having a nitro party. We had our cheerleaders there. We had our dance team in there. And in my the, the big suite that all the athletes lived in. And uh, I swear to God, they had pony kegs. Um, it was a big deal. That's how cool wrestling was back then. Yeah. Yeah. And my loser butt is in my dorm room calling that line. Telling everybody to shut up. I want to hear you. Make, you're making me miss this. Cause, like cause, I was going to get some earth-shattering news yeah, or something. Because me and Gene's teasing, there might be a star, a fellow you know from up north. He might be disgruntled coming down Bro, here. I'm sprinting to my dorm room right now <laughs> at this moment. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's all. And I love the fact you admit you're in college. There is no excuse. <laughs> None. Oh, man. It's weird. That was such a boom business for such like a short period of time for like 10 years. Those numbers it, were everywhere. Wrestling was so bulletproof then too, man. Yeah. Everybody thought it was cool. Yeah. So private party with Matt Hardy. Party Hardy. Did they say that tonight? And why didn't they say that? Why isn't that a thing? Uh, with Santa versus Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I be more private, excited about this. I love Private Party for what it's worth. Not talking, but wrestling. Love them in the ring. But they looked good. That's about it. It was there. See, I was waiting for this, though. Post-match Jericho throwing water at Orange Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy kicks the chair away, goes to leave, but Jericho tries to get at him. Other people run to keep Jericho away. And uh, Jericho yelling at Cassidy, you're going to get it next week. I just, I love how infuriated Jericho gets at Orange Cassidy. And also, let's not, let's not no-sell the fact there was like five people holding yeah. back Orange Cassidy who was barely moving. That was pretty funny, actually. It was. Yes, it was. Um, so Taz came out with Brian Cage. They, uh, Said after speaking with Tony Khan, found out Moxley's concerned for the health of everyone in AEW. Of course, what's going on with Renee Young right now, uh, being COVID positive. And um, even though Moxley is tested twice negative for COVID-19, he's going to be tested again. <laughs> Not going to show up next week because uh, they don't run a quote-unquote sloppy shop. But uh, he, just, uh, he said have just a case of the chicken shits and uh they're gonna face off did i was that fight for the fallen on july 15th is that what they're calling that night yes and i guess there's a bunch of money being donated as well to i think i think i think from the cons and oh. aw2 to from, uh from the shooting that happened in jacksonville if you remember the video game contest remember is that what there was a there was a madden tournament and there was a shooting one of the right. players that lost started shooting people i believe is what the story was and they gave money they they great thinking and way to contribute to their own community you know yeah yeah that's cool so, i think that's cool they still do it and next week we're gonna have chris jericho versus orange cassidy ftr and the young bucks versus the butcher of the blade phoenix Ugh, and pentagon jr that's cool uh lance archer versus joey janela scu versus the dark order nyla rose in a match uh, to be announced and private party was going to take on Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, who defeated that, the best friends. I'm sorry. That is going to be off the chain. That's a tag match I'm really looking forward to. 
And I think they could do some cool stuff with that. Yes. With Paige and the 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 beer arc. I'm sure that they'll have a toast in the ring. Uh, I like how they're setting up tonight oh. Kenny Omega after the match. This match is a main event. I'm sorry, my eyes were locked to Sasha yeah. versus Zio. Couldn't compete. Uh, no. But after this, I thought we might get a surprise. I mean, we had FTR come out to the ring, get into it, uh, get in Omega's face. The Young Bucks came out to make peace. And uh, Adam Page giving Omega a beer that he pretended to drink, then poured out. It was not a big ending, but I'm curious where this is all going. I'm looking forward to Omega being in the ring with um, Private Party. Yeah. They're going to do some sick stuff, especially Quinn. Is it yeah. Quinn? Right? Quinn? Quinn or Quinn? Mark Quinn. Quinn. Mark Quinn. Q-U-I-N? No? Am I making that e, up? I think it's E-N. Him. There you go. Yes. Oh, look it up. Private Party. Him, him versus uh, um, not Adam Page. Adam Page is great. I'm just saying, though, in general, um, Kenny wrestles 100 miles an hour. He does some very cool stuff. He's going to put some cool packages together with uh, Quinn. Um, and then Dustin D four ninety nine saying Jericho's great on commentary. I think it's noticeable when he's gone, or I felt it tonight. In the oh main yes, event. I agree. Do they need? I, I Jericho was supposed to be sort yeah. of a band aid to add some star power with an out audience. I think he's he feels like it's exceeded. A, yeah, it's a void yeah. when he's not there. Yeah, Dustin. Oh there is no Jericho. Thank you. I was going to say, Dustin. There's no Jericho S guy. Jericho. Jericho is a premium plus when he's at the table. You can't find somebody who can do him all every episode. No way. No way. He is hilarious. He could. He does all the comedy stuff that you could ever think of. He makes unentertaining matches entertaining because he makes fun of them, which I pop for. What'd you guys think of the stage setups tonight? Uh, the Flash is asking to like the stage setup for Great American Bash. I like that it was new. Fighter Fest felt like a toned down version of what we saw last year. It, it did, it did, and I like the Great American Bash set better. Yeah, yeah, Great American Bash set was definitely better. I mean, Fighter oh, Fest. Let's see what Raj thinks about that. He's always complaining that NXT doesn't have the big field sets and okay. and Great American Bash. <laughs> Matt, you have latent issues with Raj the way some people have issues with their fathers. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the old man thinks about this? Oh, always oh, talking about the sets they showed you tonight, old man. Yes, they and, did. And a bonus for NXT in full sale for this Great American Bash, they had Pyro. Hmm. Yeah, about time. Pyro is always a good thing. I mean, like, full sale probably has a, an ordinance where they can't have decibel level loud Pyro. They had a silent. They didn't make any. There was no boom, but it was still the visual of Pyro, which I thought was add something to entrances. Or celebrations. Yes. Um, so for next week, which show are you looking forward to more? NXT. I mean, no, 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 no. AEW. I, it's pretty it's it's pretty close. It's pretty close straight down the middle for me. Tonight was definitely NXT on paper. Next week, both on paper. I mean, again, I mean Jericho Orange Cassidy, again, I think you have to have a Tyson but, surge in there, but then in NXT with Gargano and Lee. I mean Okay, so that took forever. Dude. Which of the two? I shows? said it in ten seconds. I, I said it's a dead. It's pretty dead heat. All right, that's for for not who won tonight. What are you looking forward to next week? It's equal to me. It's both. Okay. Uh, now to, I'll ask this one. Tonight's shows. I'm picking who won tonight's. I thought NXT did. NXT. Justin. NXT. Glenn. I think NXT. Okay. Wow. I think next week. Um, 
Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. I'm really looking forward to that. But well, what about who Nala Rose mystery opponent? Right, supposing that's a debut and somebody new. I mean, if Tessa Blanchard came out and beat Nyla Rose, that would be quite a surprise. There you go. That's what I was getting at. That would get the internet talking. Um, and yeah, Pillman Jr. was there tonight, right? He Yeah, Pillman Jr. was uh, uh, ringside on the babyface side at AEW. Yeah. Both these were good tonight. I mean, again, I was so we said when we opened, Matt, I mean, aside from everyone talking about what's underneath the hat, uh, lots of talk about... Um, this idea of do pay-per-view seem almost arbitrary now in the age of the network and the age that people aren't buying them on cable, but you can pop a rating if you do a nightly themed event. I mean, let me pose this idea evolution doing another WWE evolution on TV might be more of a ratings grab than doing it on the network again as a special doing a themed night. I think has more potential to dry eyeball, draw eyeballs in this day and age. I agree. And I like that tonight. I like them doing okay. that. I thought it really added something to it. Uh, do we have any news or anything? Uh, the last thing we have, just r- real quick, was an exclusive that Wrestling Inc. had. Uh, Sorry, lost my window. Here we go. Um, exclusive Wrestling Inc. had, basically just as it was previously reported, you know, Velveteen Dream, unfortunately, was involved in a car accident last Friday. Oh, was released from the hospital the same day. Wrestling Inc. had learned. The accident took place on Friday afternoon at around 4 p.m. Dream apparently failed to stop at a red light when he was when he struck another car. Uh, the driver of the other car did sustain some injuries. However, severity is not known. Uh, Dream was given a citation, um, uh, but will not have to appear in court. And, you know, just noted we haven't seen Dream on TV uh, in some weeks. You know, after his match with Adam Cole, that was the last time. So he's been off. So kind of a lot of speculation about what... Uh, what his future holds? Is he staying in the NXT? Is he going to Raw or SmackDown? Is he still with the company? You know, is he going to be with the company long term? A lot of, a lot of questions. <laughs> a lot of questions being asked, and us wondering, you know, what's next for him. We'll find out in due time. Yes, Wrestling Inc. will have the story. Um, I think that's it for tonight, guys. We're going to be back here Friday, Thank you. Friday, July third, the night before Fourth of July. Please spend it with us. Smackdown <clears throat> ends on the East Coast. Uh, until then, he's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin Labar. I'm Matt Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here later on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Labar flies. <laughs>